0: welcome back all of our social media friends all of our podcasting listening friends this is another episode of tv channeling and we are super excited to be here as per usual isn't that right my lovely or handsome co-host
1: Oh, yes, Tachi, I am so excited to be back for episode 25. Yes,
0: 25. (laughs) So, what
1: is going on in the world of entertainment news since the last time we told everybody what was up?
0: Wow, no foreplay. So, here we go, right
1: into (laughs) (laughs) it. Let's get right to the action. Right to the action.
0: So, okay, I uh, okay, speak that was probably a terrible way to start because <laughs> horrible lead a horrible lead in, and, and, and that wasn't even intentional. But um so we've heard all about Mr. Weinstein, have we not, from the Weinstein company? Yes. From. Yes, I. You
1: know, I, uh, well, you know what? I thought his name was Weinstein, but it's a, I'm it's sorry, it is like...
0: Weinstein. I, here's, you know, why I said that because uh, growing up at home, we had a uh, an anchor on the local on Eyewitness News, and his name was Irv Weinstein. So I have a tendency to say Weinstein. So it is Weinstein. But you know what? With-
1: but you know what? With all the stuff that Harvey Weinstein was up to, he doesn't even deserve to have his name pronounced correctly.
0: That's right, Weinstein. Anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so for people that haven't heard, let them know what he's been up to and what the most recent developments are.
0: Oh, he's been up to a lot. So he's actually fired. This is his company now. He and his brother own the Weinstein Company. If you, uh, we just, we just talked about this not too long ago with the uh, Khalif Browder story that they produced with jay-z there are a lot of other things so they're doing some important work in terms of uh, uh, productions so it's it's terrible and a shame that it comes at the expense of all of this he's been fired after reports of sexual harassment fired from the film studio his own studio now fired
1: so yeah boo to the who
0: exactly so this came out um, i mean a lot of people have reported on it but this expose came out in the new york times actually in response to reports that he sexually harassed women for decades okay this is not the first time we've heard this type of thing this seems to be a a a recurrent theme and a winding connecting thread through media we've seen how many cases have come about
1: Oh, my God. Well, hey, there was so many at Fox News and um, even just recently, like another person was let go of Fox News for this. And so it just seems to be uh, a situation of men in power um, just pushing the envelope. Um, well, I, that doesn't even sound like a, a pushing the envelope is an app for basically. Uh, The kind of things that these guys have been accused of, you know, um, for, you know, sexual assault, bordering on, you know, rape. Uh, So some of these incidences. So it's really disgusting. Uh, I was really disappointed in Lisa Bloom who Mm. initially was uh, representing him and the craziest thing about it was which made no sense now I I since found out that she apparently had some kind of project in the works with him uh, and his company so that was why she was basically sticking with him uh, uh, at least somewhat and the weird thing is that he was saying and I don't even know if that's still the case that he was going to sue the New York Times for some Falsehoods, but at the same time saying that, like, uh, apologizing and saying that he, you know, was a creature of his time as far as in when um, he got into the business back in the sixties and seventies, when apparently it was okay to like masturbate in front of uh, other employees. I don't know oh exactly when that was okay. <laughs> Uh, and, and workplaces remember back in the 60s and 70s when it was okay to masturbate uh, in front of other employees and, and ask them to touch you? I, I don't remember exactly when that was okay but according to him, back in the day, you know, everybody was doing it and he um, is finally coming to the realization that, that you know, um, chicks aren't cool with that it turns out. <laughs> I'm
0: glad you said it like that. How disgusting is it though that <laughs> and, and, and unacceptable. I don't give a damn If everybody was doing it, it doesn't make it right. So the fact that he's trying to rationalize, well, that's what was done in the seventies. Well, that's like saying, um, well, that's what we did during slavery. What the hell? You don't use that as a rationalization for your own bad behavior. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that's what they were doing. And now some of it is actually inaccurate. So I'm going to sue the New York Times. Get out of here. Sit down and shut up and be sorry and remorseful. You're going to get more out of it that way than to. And I'm not even he doesn't deserve sympathy or anything, but he's going to get more leverage out of it that way than to fight this. What are you fighting? Why are you suing the New York Times? That's a distraction. Oh well.
1: well what the craziest thing is, and I um, and the, I'll give you the, the difference between him and uh, and at least the smartness of uh, Voldemort's mm. uh, team. During the uh, election, it came out that there was at least like eleven women who said that they were sexually harassed um, or even assaulted by you know Voldemort, as in the you know. The The guy living at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue right now, and he threatened to sue left and right uh, all during the campaign. but has anybody noticed the sound of crickets? since he got elected and there's a reason for that because if there's a lawsuit there's going to be discovery and all even more skeletons will come out of the closet so yeah all the all the bluster and the huffing and puffing about all the lawsuits and suing these women into oblivion vaporized and this and harvey Weinstein, the whole idea that he's going to say that oh well you know what yes i did do things that were improper but they're saying i like you know i uh, sexually assaulted like you know. Twenty women, and it was really only seventeen, so I'm suing you know it's like yeah shut up, sit down it's crazy and um thank thank goodness uh one high profile woman came uh, forward and then a second one came forward to back her up uh and those two are Ashley Judd. I believe is the initial, mm-hmm. uh, initially the one yes. that came forward. And then Rose McGowan, uh, shout out to charms <laughs> fans. Anyway, she came out of oblivion to <laughs> let us know that <laughs> By the way, you know he was basically making advances uh, towards me, and apparently it was an open secret in Hollywood, whereas uh, a lot of women would be asked to come to hotel meeting, uh, to come to hotels to meet him for discussions about a potential role um, or a project uh, that they'd be writing for or something, and women started basically telling each other to bring. A friends or escorts with them uh, to said meetings because it's not safe to go by yourself. That that, that casting couch mentality
0: runs rampant, rampant where you know it's a quid pro. How do you say it? Quid pro quo. quo.
1: Yeah. And what's crazy to me about this? If we're going to be just be frank about this, let's just let's get down to it because you know what? I'm I'm shocked, but already it's turning into an episode of TV channeling. After After dark. dark. (laughs) Because, (laughs) you know, when you have that kind of power and you're basically saying to these women or even men, anybody, that you're saying, like, you know what, if you have sex with me, I'll help out your career. If you have that kind of power and money, why not just pay a prostitute and not have any fear of lawsuits or ruining your reputation? I mean, I guess maybe because you got able to get away with it for several decades, but it's just like, why not basically just pay uh for someone to basically, you know, uh give you, you know, you know, uh a uh, back rub but in the front. Ew. Um <laughs> I'm trying to say it in the nicest possible way. Um Why not do that? But the idea of basically using your, using the fact that you have this position to force people for their own, for for their, uh, being able to make their own, make a living to have sex with you, why not basically cut out the middleman and just hire, you know, an escort or something? And he has enough money to to afford the finest escorts that speak several languages and stuff and have, uh, you know, uh, advanced degrees.
0: Or just enter the porn industry where the, none of that is going to matter because the whole industry is just like, why? I don't understand. It's a, it's definitely a power thing, but there's something wrong. There's something definitely wrong with you. If you think it's okay, not, not only to do this, but also to rationalize it and give yourself reasons why No. This is in the words of Kendrick Lamar, sit down, be humble, just shut up and take what comes because you did this. This is all on you. Don't talk to me about the climate of Hollywood at the time. What was done here? What was done there? I don't, I don't give two dams that we're talking about you and you should have had enough fine, upright gumption to distance yourself from that. I don't, there's nothing you can say to convince me. And this, this is not just him. I'm talking to you, Woody Allen. I'm talking to you, Roman Polanski. I'm talking to all, all y'all who don't know how to control yourselves and seem to have a, a definite lack of control. I'm talking to all of you. I'm okay. Getting off yeah. Of my um,
1: sobers. All right. Um, No, I understand why you're on your soapbox, and um, I was going to ask you to make some room for me. (laughs) I'm down. (laughs) Get on
0: up, brother. Get on up there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because. one of the things that's really bugged me about this whole thing, uh, you mentioned Roman Polanski, because it just came out recently apparently that there's accusations about him assaulting another young girl. A lot of people made excuses for the uh, first conviction he had of not just raping, but drugging and sexually assaulting and raping. I don't even want to. I feel like sexually assaulting is too. Uh, the the term is too. Um, God, what's the word I'm looking for? It's anyway, too light. It's, it doesn't speak to. Yes, it doesn't. Yeah, we're we're talking about he raped uh, like a 13 year old girl that of course he was he was having a meeting with to potentially give her a part uh, and drugged her with a cra- a, a quaalude. Anyway, uh, a lot of people, a lot of uh, actresses, bigger big actresses and actors worked with this man even though he isn't even allowed in this country because he basically fled uh, um, because he felt like he got a raw deal. Some people agree that he got a raw deal. But now that there's another accuser saying that similar things happened to her, I wonder if he will still be able to get these big actors that want to work with him because he's such a talented director. I feel like um, it's time to start holding these other people accountable. And when it comes back to Harvey Weinstein, what's amazing about him about these, his chickens finally coming home mm-hmm. to roost is there was more issues with this man besides decades of sexual harassment. I mean, he's known for having this incredibly volatile temper and just treating his subordinates like absolute trash and being like the world's biggest baby about almost anything with these giant rants that he's known to have but also he's known for the most underhanded Oscar campaigns where he would uh, literally do opposition research on the other uh, nominees and the other movies nominated and put out all kinds of different stories um, when there's when there's movies based on biopics where they try to tear down the real person or or release information about the the person that the story is based on potentially being being Anti-Semitic or uh, anti-gay, all, all trying to basically destroy the reputations of like character of the of real people movies are based on to try and hurt the prospects of the movies, as well as other underhanded tricks to make sure his movies, you know, uh, got a leg up and ultimately won Oscars. And so, between that, the temper, and the decades of sexual harassment, and again, another term, sexual harassment. Makes it sound like you're basically winking at underlings versus exposing yourself and trying to rub your penis on them. Uh, so completely different. Apparently, he had like cornered some woman and uh, uh, and you know uh, basically tried to masturbate on her, and she had to force her way to get her, get away from him. So sexual harassment. This isn't like you know some kind of you know uh, telling dirty jokes at the uh, at a at a uh, you know a work meeting or something. This is not that that's appropriate but this is beyond that so i want to make it crystal clear
0: yeah no it's it it is crystal clear absolutely i the whole thing so l- let's talk a little bit about what they're you know, what people are saying um kim masters from the not the hollywood reporter i think it it's um variety she's asking in the wake of his fall from great Hollywood grace, although it's not like he was at the top of his game right now,
1: but. <laughs> not at all that's another thing that we need to talk about i think it made it easier to take him down at this point in his career because he and his company have been having issues and troubles and so i think that may have been to be be honest why some people might have felt like they they could come forward now versus him at his absolute apex well no
0: absolutely absolutely because the thing is if he's if you're a hollywood darling they're going to pull for you it's only when you're not hollywood is interested in 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 one thing money so if you're making them money they're going to try and protect you at all costs but if you're no longer if you're just like an old horse out to pasture well we're not using you right now anyway so it's of no never mind to us so
1: yeah the, the hits have been fewer and further between so i think it was safer to, to try but he still let's not let's not fool ourselves the man still had a lot of power oh, until a, basically a, that
0: absolutely that we- no 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 the power and stuff was there it's just that there has he hasn't been like He's not as invincible as he once was. So Kim Masters from uh, the from Variety, I believe it is, asked if the industry is going to learn any lessons from this. When we're talking about, okay, Fox News uh, and Roger Ailes. When we're talking about um, Bill Cosby.
1: Bill O'Reilly. Bill
0: O'Reilly, Bill okay. Cosby, uh, Roman Polanski, Wooly or Woody, whoever he is, Allen Woody Allen, yeah, Woody Allen, Wooly Allen. Um, are they going to learn any lessons from this? Will the industry learn? Anything but you know what? I, you know
1: what? I, I'm I'm going to defend Woody Allen. He wasn't accused of sexually harassing anybody, but his actual uh, own uh, child. Child. Does that so, make that better? And and, and and but he also married her. Let's give him the benefit Yuck. of the doubt. That, no, that, that's even worse.
0: Yeah. So not only are you you. Doing God knows what with a child. Now you think it's okay to marry her, and see this—that has never sat well with me. This has never sat well with me. But the thing is, we just kind—and of, we have a tendency to do this with, um, with people, uh, with with people in the industry. We, because they make art, we don't separate the person from, or they separate the person from their art. So they can do all these terrible things, but yes, he's a brilliant filmmaker. I don't give two dams. Just the same way I don't dance to R. Kelly songs because of whatever the hell he did. I think that's the same way that these individuals need to be considered. The problem is when money is involved, it becomes a slippery slope
1: you know what oh my god let's talk about it um all these different women that have worked with the likes of roman polanski and have worked uh with woody allen i just like what the hell what the hell i mean it it just seems so easy to look the other way apparently for these people, and I, 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 I know people are probably thinking like, Kevin, it's not fair to, uh, uh, to point out the women. There are men, uh, famous m- and male actors that are basically working with these people, but for some reason, I feel like it's even more of a slap in the face when women choose to work with a man who has victimized women and in some cases, children uh because of the fact that they're so talented
0: absolutely absolutely so let's talk about some of the things that have resulted this is a huge thing uh guys which is why we're spending so much time on it so you already mentioned that lisa bloom resigned um along with the yeah right the crisis management team member lanny davis and there have been some other celebrities who have spoken out about this, Meryl Streep, saying the behavior is inexcusable, but the abuse of power is familiar. Each brave voice that is raised, heard, and credited by our watchdog media will ultimately change the game. Hopefully, Rose McGowan made comments as well, saying men in Hollywood need to change ASAP. Carol, producer, recalls the incident um, involving another alleged victim. She That's Elizabeth Carlson um john oliver has chimed in on this oh god i I, should i even talk about voldemort
1: yeah let's do do it
0: the person who lives
1: because this is kind of precious
0: the person who currently lives at 1600 pennsylvania avenue washington dc 200 is it 59 i don't remember um (laughs) (laughs)
1: send your letters too.
0: exactly back in the day remember that so he said i've known harvey weinstein for a long time the president told reporters on saturday afternoon i'm not at all surprised of course not because you're in the same boat with him birds of a feather yeah, i was gonna
1: say that's that's why you knew harvey weinstein because you guys were buddies in, in basically um, uh, you know uh to, to quote the Access Hollywood tape, you know, grabbing pussies. Exactly. So, uh, with from women, uh, you know, that, uh, that haven't basically co-signed on that.
0: Thank you very much. Hanging out at Studio 54 doing God knows what. So, um, I'm not surprised that you're not surprised because you're just like him. Uh, Kathy Griffin, also, she returned to the stage last night in downtown L.A., and she took jabs not just at Harvey, but also at... Voldemort, Billy Bush, and other, she said, quote, deplorables. And they are deplorable. And I will, you know, you will never get me. I will never retract statements like this because you all are all deplorable. Every single last one of you, deplorable. I don't give a damn what talent you have. You're deplorable. Your deplorability erases whatever talent you have.
1: All right, Tachi. Well, uh, my hopes of us doing the Oscar voiceover work have just gone out the window. So I guess we should probably go to the next story. (laughs) Thank you very much.
0: Uh, I shan't be silent. Let's talk about the fall TV ratings trends, shall we? So we're two weeks into the broadcast network's new season, just two weeks. And so far, everybody's kind of looking at three winners um, in terms of who is kind of on top. I have not watched it, so I don't really have an opinion on this, but you may. Young Sheldon on CVS, which is the ba- Big Bang Theory spin-off, their premiere is the biggest winner of the new season so far. They have 22.5 million total viewers in um, its live plus seven numbers. It got the bi- quickest uh, back nine pickup f- uh, it got the quickest back nine pickup a Big Four series has seen in years.
1: Oh yeah, there. Well, first of all, I was shocked that it hadn't already gotten a a complete, uh, full season order. The moment they came up with the concept, the show was produced by Chuck Mm Lorre. It's basically a prequel to Still, and believe me, it's. I don't understand why, but Big Bang Theory is the biggest comedy, not only on TV now, but one of the biggest uh, comedies for uh, the last decade decade, Mm -hmm. uh, plus. So. There's, it was a shock to me that they, that people are acting surprised that young Sheldon, I mean, I, I'm trying to imagine how horrible young Sheldon would have had to have been um, for the for that show not to get picked up uh for a full season I,
0: I'm sorry I don't understand because again I, I'm not a huge big bang theory person I respect you all for being on the show or whatever and those of you who love it you love it but I it just never clicked with me I was never like "Ooh, I gotta get home and watch the big bang theory nah not so much so I you know I definitely was not rushing to go see anybody's young Sheldon so,
1: Well, to be honest with you, I'm going to make a TV confession. I have not been able to sit through an entire episode of The Big Bang Theory once. I have repeatedly tried to watch it because people love it so much. Yes. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not immune to peer pressure. Let me try to watch this. And it's just like, I can't get through it. I just absolutely can't. So, you know what? I'm glad it's working for other, for other people. Yeah. I am happy that Young Sheldon has been picked up. Because I'm a fan of the actor that plays Young Sheldon. Because he was in my one of my uh, favorite uh, uh, shows of last season. He was on Big Little Lies. Oh. And so he was excellent in that. Um, yeah, so he was excellent in that. I'm sure he'll do an excellent job uh, with this. But um yeah, it's not for me. In fact, to be honest, I Chuck Laurie, let's talk about him. Okay. So, so i am about to basically get us banned from ever doing any voiceover work for, for the industry
0: <laughs> <enders>. Because You <laughs> might as well let it all hang out and just say every day on the words
1: show There <laughs> we're not we're not gonna be appearing at any the auto show will not allow us to, <laughs> to pick up. <laughs> Boat show, nothing. Anyway, <laughs> I I I do not understand the the huge success. And there's no denying the success of the shows of Chuck Lorre. So you have shows like The Big Bang Theory and um, shows like uh, Two and a Half Men. Oh. I mean, look at how huge a hit that show was. In fact, that was the last number one show until Big Bang Theory and took over. And we were over. just talking about and, this. Uh, yeah, I mean, cause the the idea, and that's nothing. CBS is supposed to be the more of the family network, and it's a, a, a the the most popular network in you know the heartland of the yeah. nation. And the biggest comedy was uh, Two and a Half Men, a show about a chronic alcoholic, uh, basically having his skank of the week come downstairs in a bra as he's basically having cereal with his like you know nine year old nephew. And just, like, everybody was cool with that for some reason. You would have thought it was a Western because it was a serious
0: hoedown there. For real.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It It was a hoedown for real. Yeah, it was skanktastic. So, yeah, people were cool with that. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> I I have never gotten Chuck Lurie's, uh humor or his comedy, so but clearly the man is hugely successful, so he definitely doesn't need nor want any of mine. Thank my you. Advice. I mean, you
0: know, we also have to not we also have to think about not looking at things with our meter stick or yardstick because we clearly sometimes have very different tastes from the rest of the populace. Because left to me, if it was left up the both of us for The Big Bang Theory to be a success. That show would have been canceled long ago.
1: Oh, well, was canceled. I don't think it would have even gotten a show order after I read that crappy first pilot script. So <laughs> <laughs> it would have gotten anywhere near being canceled. Wow. Okay. So let's get
0: off of young Sheldon and talk about some of the other things that are coming up or that, you know, did well. Will and Grace from NBC, uh, their premiere brought in nearly 15 million viewers which catapulted it to NBC's Thursday nights to highs not seen in a decade. Not since, yeah, it's been a while since Thursday has been the it thing for NBC because ABC has stolen a lot of thunder from everyone on Thursdays.
1: Oh yeah, Shondra Rhimes has been crushing everybody. You know they are so glad um, that she is
0: going to Netflix. They're like, "Yes, witch, go!" (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But the but the funny thing with Will and Grace is they already knew they had a hit on their hands before before the first episode even aired. NBC announced that they had already renewed it for a second season. That's how they knew what they had. They They know they've got gold.
0: So and Godspeed. I have. Have you watched the revived Will and Grace yet?
1: Okay, I can say... <laughs> Honestly, I have watched the first 15 minutes of episode one of the reboot, and um, the because I, I was most curious about how they were going to basically kind of erase the events of the series finale, and they basically did by basically saying some of most of what we what we may have remembered as viewers was all a fever dream a fever drug dream of Karen the character Karen's uh, where it's like no there uh, 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 neither Will nor Grace have children. And and no, their children didn't fall in love. But they yes, they both were married. And now they're both divorced. And let's continue like nothing ever happened. And, and that's basically how they took care of it. With literally in the first five minutes of the show. And um, it's still on my DVR. I will watch the second half of it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not like urgent it's 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 not musty tv for me but it's like you know i'll okay. see it when eventually to,
0: tv when i get around to it see the problem is you're competing with so many other things and so much good television i'm not saying that's not good but you're competing with so much new fresh television that the reboot really has to be something spectacular to catch the audience's attention so it's a, it's a a lot of people are doing the reboot you know we talk about it and you know how i detest reboots but um it's, it's, I wish them well.
1: Well, the other reboot I'm really curious about is Roseanne, because yes. this seems like a show we really need at this moment in time. Uh, a voice of, like, working-class middle America um, that isn't completely insane and supporting you-know-who. So I'll be really curious to see, <laughs> A, how they deal with the death of Dan, because at the end of the series, right, Dan had died attack, right? uh, mm-hmm. of a heart attack. And so, um, clearly, he they've announced it he not only will uh, uh, the actor who played Dan be back, whose uh, name I'm forgetting um, um,
0: right uh, Don Goodman. John, John Goodman, Goodman. John
1: Goodman. Not only will John Go- John Goodman be back, but he will be playing Dan Connor. So it's not like he won't, it won't be his twin brother. We didn't know about it. <laughs> it will be Dan Connor. So um, I, they're going to be giving it doing a redo to the ending of their show too. So I think that's taught, taught a lesson to a lot of writers writers out there right now. Even if your show is wrapping up, do not close any doors because a few years from now when TV is desperate for hits they may call you back into the action to call you off the bench and you need to be ready to go again and you don't want to have to try and like all that other crap we told you that to happened at the end you know scratch that yeah, none of that make happen. sure you keep yourself
0: up Okay, <laughs> don't let yourself go because you want to be ready to go when they call you so in any case the good doctor did rather well 19.2 million viewers Uh, So far, let's talk about uh, The Biggest Loser. Ten Days in the Valley. It only got like a point eight rating.
1: (laughs) I know. I I was actually shocked about that because that trailer was everything. I saw the trailer for that show. I haven't watched it yet. um, But the trailer was really good. And people love uh, uh, Kira Sedgwick um, from The Closer. And, um, she was incredible. So I'm, I was really surprised it did so badly. But I actually read an article about the fact that there, that right now with all the strife that's going on in the world, that a lot of people do not want to watch these kind of hard-hitting mm. dramas uh, all the, the so far the two military shows that have already aired there's like uh cbs's seal team and nbc's the brave they aren't doing what they what well what the hell do you to
0: do. We're, if we're uh, on the uh the verge of nuclear holocaust do you want to watch that
1: <laughs> you know you know do i want to watch yeah. a show about terrorism being forwarded week after exactly. week into close calls no because i can watch, hey, CNN for that. I can watch the <laughs> I
0: news for that and either. not have to get involved in a character's story
1: well the funny thing about um and 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 back to um uh 10 days in the valley it is a dark story because it's about a, a a child that's been kidnapped uh and a mother trying to get her uh, get her kid back and it's also tied to like the underbelly of hollywood so um i guess people aren't aren't clearly aren't feeling that so i'll be surprised if by next week they haven't announced that it's canceled and it gets snatched off of sundays but you mentioned the uh mm-hmm. good doctor um i can't remember the name of the star of the good doctor but um he was uh on the show oh Bates yes Motel. okay and he yeah Yeah, and he was incredible in that. He played Norman Bates. And so I always have a hard time with when you're on such a – when you're on a long-running show and you're such a recognizable character and then I need like a season of you to disappear and then come back and reemerge as somebody else because, uh, you know – it just I couldn't even watch the first Good Doctor because I'm thinking like, wait, the last time I saw you, you were like, you know, you were like hacking people up. And now you're an adorable doctor with a, you know, a learning disability or something. So I'm just like, I can't. I can't. I need a little you space know what? It's, time. It's, it's,
0: it's it's very difficult. His name is, is it Freddie Highmore? Yes, Freddie Highmore.
1: Yes, thank you. Yes, Freddie Highmore. No, he isn't. Incredible actor. Uh, I'm wondering if it's because of the fact that the show was such a niche show, it was popular on A and E, but not like you know network popular. So people are watching it and seeing Freddie Highmore for the first time, maybe because if you watched him in the finale of uh, of uh, Bates Motel, yeah, you're not ready to see him as you know a kind, caring doctor with social issues. You, yeah, That's you're not the ready for that. Of being an
0: actor, you want to be able to explore your range in terms of roles, but If it comes so closely after something else that you've done and it's not the same type of thing, it's difficult because you get typecast in a a way. And that's why you see actors so many times doing the same types of roles. Maybe that's something that they're good at. But, you know, they also you were only thought about like this.
1: Okay. Um. Who was the who was the, the actress who oh God, I got? Hate, I hate myself for not being able to remember her name. Who was the actress who played Carmela in uh the Sopranos and also oh, uh, Nurse um... Jackie? And this season, um, she's on the uh, the Menendez uh, uh the Menendez trial uh show, um, Law and Order uh, uh, True Crime. Okay,
0: look, I'm going to look it up right now. We're going to do it live. Um.
1: Okay, yeah, Edie Falco. Her name is totally escaping me, but the point is that Falco. God, oh my God, she is incredible actress. But the smart thing is, she you need a little space, and um, and she uh, she played Carmela of uh, of uh, a Soprano, and then she went over to Nurse Jackie. But I believe she gave us a little mm-hmm. bit of break between the two, uh, for us to accept her as such a vastly different character. I do feel like if if you're playing similar, I know people get typecast and kind of uh play the same character but if you're going to play different characters especially on TV it to me it's a completely different situation from movies because when it comes to television you're playing the same character for sometimes 5 7 you know even 10 years and then after that's over the very next season, you're playing a different character on a te- another television show. It's like, I need a little respite. Go do some movies, go do some plays, then come back to television as a if new character. If you have that
0: uh, luxury, Kevin, you may not have that luxury. Something may call it. It's like, alright, well, I need to take this. So.
1: Alright, well, you know what? It worked for Freddie Miner, so, so maybe it'll work for other people, but I, I can't I can, I can think of, of some examples of where people weren't ready to see uh, certain actors in different roles because it was too soon. So you know, it's it's a too it's soon, a it's a gamble soon. when you do. All right,
0: that. so let's talk about uh, this is us the streaming rights for this is us. You know, hugely popular, great show. I actually love it. Hulu has outbid Netflix. They paid three point five million dollars per episode for the U.S. streaming rights to this is us. Netflix thought they had it. Hulu said,
1: Nope. Well, you know what? Netflix is getting slapped left and right recently. I mean, let's there. It's already been announced that they're that they mm-hmm. already lost like Disney movies uh, because Disney's right. its own uh, its own streaming service. But they they hope to hold on to all the Marvel titles, also owned by that greedy mouse, and uh, <laughs> those have been snatched away as well. <laughs> so so now them losing this is us they're they're really taking yeah uh, i I like that
0: saying taking it on the chin anyway (laughs) so but they've you know they still have continued to outpace every other programmer except except espn in terms of spending on original content they're going to drop about seven billion dollars per year this is netflix um on original series and films that and actually so let's talk about this now since we're talking about netflix this spending spree, and you know there are twenty billion dollars in debt, and they're spending left and right. This has resulted in a set of price hikes, which is another story that we want to talk about. Um, so, Netflix's standard service now is used to be nine ninety nine. Now it's going to ten ninety nine per month. You're going to be charged a whopping one dollar more per month, and the premium tier goes from eleven ninety nine to thirteen ninety nine per month.
1: all right yeah so you know what to be honest with you i'm not gonna hate on them now (laughs) for this price increase um but i think the danger is with all the changes i mean people have basically said that that netflix may be growing too fast and all the recent deals they made with uh different high profile uh content creators like shonda rhimes and spike lee And, um, oh, God, uh, God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, What's it called? Oh, my God, the director. Scorsese, uh, Marvel Scorsese. Godfather. Oh, my God. Scorsese, Scorsese, thank you. My brain is not here today. But anyway, Scorsese. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking for a new co host, everybody. Send yourself (laughs) a bad letter to. (laughs) But with me. With me. With me with these uh with these high profile uh, uh content creators that they've been canceling a lot of their already the, the shows that they already had a lot of viewership with now do we know exactly how much viewership no because netflix refuses to release information mm-hmm. about any ratings on any of their shows and they got they got their hands majorly slapped when fans went you know Crazy, all kinds of crazy. When they announced they were canceling Super Popular Sense Eight, and if you, even though we don't have any numbers, the reason why the reason why we knew Sense Eight was popular is because the internet exploded upon that of uh, that announcement that they were ending the show, and they started all kinds of threats of boycotts and started Facebook pages and stuff and GoFundMe pages, and finally uh, Netflix sort of acquiesced and announced that they were going to do a two-hour wrap-up movie. So one thing i need to, you to do uh facebook no matter with any of your uh, not facebook i need you to do netflix on any of your series that you that you bring to an end even if they've had one season because of the fact that we're paying uh for this like you canceled mm-hmm. an incredible show gypsy um that was a really great show we actually reviewed it here um you need to give us wrap up movies or at least a wrap up episode For all these shows that get shown the door. Because people are actually watching these things. And the crazy thing is, it actually benefits you. Because all these shows eventually get resold on different platforms. They end up becoming parts of Blu-ray sets. Or they end up being sold into syndication. And if you actually have a beginning, middle, and end, it makes the show... More attractive for resale. So, if you're not going to give us a two hour wrap up movie for Gypsy, give us a final hour that basically wraps that story up.
0: I'm still stuck on the fact that people were starting GoFundMe pages for Sense8 when there are other problems in the world, and this is a multi billion dollar <laughs> producer of content, and you need to help them. I'm sorry.
1: Well, they were well, they were they were trying to get find somewhere another home for Sense Eight, and they were trying to basically produce a, a wrap up movie or something themselves. So that's why they were trying to get funded, and maybe they're just trying to get some funding for themselves. Who knows? But the point is, it worked to a certain extent, and we will be getting some kind of resolution to the Sense Eight story. But I'm saying that Netflix, if they don't want to alienate uh, their customers even more, they're already raising prices. I mean, I'm cool with this dollar increase if it stays. A dollar increase for the next few years but if we start getting a, every every year every six months you're raising it a dollar here nickel there um, you know what people have already cut the cord once people are going there's a lot of other streaming services and other options out there soon people are gonna be uh, basically uh, uh, paying for uh, the Disney uh, streaming service yeah Netflix as big as you are you can be taken down so so you know be careful be careful That's the all I'm they say.
0: are the harder they fall. <laughs> okay, so just a couple of more stories because I know we got to get to the main event. Grey's Anatomy is going to have you know this is season fourteen, so they're going to have a new set of interns. If for those of you that are still watching Grey's, yeah, there are going to be some new roles and recurring roles for season fourteen. Uh, There's six of them, six of them. So Rashi Kota is going to play Vic. Um, I don't know. Oh, he was on the, uh, CBS's The Extent with Holly Berry, as well as guest starred on Freeform's Famous in Love. J.C. Elliott is going to play Taryn, and this is her debut – Alex Blue Davis portrays Casey, and he's been seen before on NCIS. NCIS LA, Two Broke Girls, and he's the composer for the web series Bloomers. Okay, that's interesting. Janine Mason plays Sam. She starred as Marav in ABC's biblical drama of Kings and Prophets last year. Sophia Taylor Ali will play Dahlia, and she's appeared in movies like Richard Linklater's Everybody Wants Some and Bloomhouse's upcoming Truth or Dare. So, um... Very interesting. We're going to get some new cast members in recurring roles on Grey's Anatomy.
1: Yeah, I think us, I think actually some of those uh, characters have yeah, already yeah, been yeah. introduced mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Uh, episode, episode two of uh, the season so far. And i got to give it up, up to you, Shonda Rhimes. Even though your focus is now going to be on Netflix, this show, I have to admit, it really has legs. And um, dare I say, killing off Dr. McDreamy really re-energized Grey's Anatomy and it is really good right now.
0: it really is good because I had stopped watching it for a while not because I was really disenchanted but just because I was like meh but you know you turn on the television because you're getting ready for scandal or whatever and so Grey's Anatomy is on so I actually have started getting back into Grey's because of you know the influx of fresh new characters and yeah mcdreamy McDreamy, McDreamy, mcsteamy mcbeamy being gone <laughs> helps it, it does help okay so did you like the show psych
1: i never watched Psych. Oh,
0: psych was kind of hilarious i enjoyed it so psych is gonna get a movie it's coming to the usa network thursday december 7th a lot of people loved psych it was like a, a like a cult favorite as well as kind of a wider favorite so they were on for a long time i want to say they were on for like were they on for like seven seasons or was it
1: uh, at least I'd say at least five or six. That show was on for a while. It was pretty ubiquitous on uh, USA. Right,
0: right. So James Roday and Dulé Hill starred in it. Um, and they were basically like supposed to be psychic, but they really weren't. Which is why it was so funny. So uh, they're doing a movie. So it's going to be, again, Psych the Movie Thursday, December 7th on the USA Network. And speaking of movies, we talked about this before. One of my favorite cartoons is Bob's Burgers I'm a Simpsons fan I'm a Simpsons stand and a Bob's Burgers stand and they are going to have a Bob's Burgers movie set for 2020 from 20th Century Fox and it's it's supposed to be the the release date is actually July 20th sorry July 17th 2020 why wouldn't they just do July Oh, maybe the 17th is a Friday. Anyway, so the series is coming off of an Emmy win this year for Outstanding Animated Series. And they took home the same honor in 2014. So I'm excited.
1: Well, what you're basically saying is they're supersizing Bob's Burger? Yes, the order is ready. Pick it up. (laughs) yeah no i am a huge fan of bob's burger too i can't wait for this and you know what if they could actually make a simpsons movie which completely blew my mind because you think that they told every possible story they could tell over 20 plus years but they managed to so bob's burger is uh is a babe in the woods compared uh to the simpsons with like only being on like how long has bob's burgers been on about seven Uh, years
0: 2011 Mm -hmm. so this is actually season six for them
1: Six, yeah, so season six season, so yeah, they definitely have a lot of a lot more stories to tell, and um, I can't wait for that movie, so. Uh, make it happen folks. make it
0: happen make it happen and our last story i just have to get this out we everybody was really surprised by jared carmichael leaving the carmichael show uh this this was what season three for them or going to be season three something to that effect effect and yeah so they it, wrapped it up so no more uh carmichael show But Jared Carmichael has inked an overall deal with 20th Century Fox TV. Of course, the show came to an abrupt end, but he has not. So under this pact, he's going to produce projects for the studio uh, with a longtime collaborator and producing partner, Ari Katcher, under his Morningside Entertainment banner. He's going to write, produce and supervise other writers and potentially star in new projects for the studio. So Carmichael show may be over, but Carmichael himself is not over.
1: All right. So that I think that's the end of the the news. news.
0: That's the end of the news. And oh, you know what we have next. We have a review. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm 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 excited to talk reviews regardless of what it is. So I'm going to let Kevin tell you what we're talking about today.
1: All right, we're reviewing the new Fox uh comedy Ghosted and it stars uh Craig Robinson and uh from The Office and Adam Scott from Parks and Rec. So, let's talk a little bit about it. So, uh former missing person detective Leroy Wright is a skeptic who doesn't believe aliens exist, unlike true believer Max Jennifer, who is convinced his wife was abducted by aliens. After they're both kidnapped by... The Bureau Underground, a secret government organization investigating uh, paranormal cases, Leroy and Max get a science, not so fiction offer they can't refuse. <laughs> so Tachi, what did you think of I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, the way an offer they can't refuse? I love it! I love it! Did I ever tell you I love the way you do things? If I haven't, I'm telling you now.
1: <laughs> Aww, you know what? Uh, the search for another co-host and, is now officially ended. So yeah, you don't need you don't need to mail in those uh, eighteen. That's blossoms. what
0: I was after. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Alright, so what did you think of Ghosted? We Oh, and like and like all uh, our reviews, we always watch at least two episodes of every show we review, and this is no different. We watched the first two episodes of Ghosted.
0: Yes, we did. Okay, so I need to start with this precursor. I think that during the course of doing this show with my wonderful co-host Kevin No Malone, Kevin, um, I have become, we've become so used to, we've done some network, but we've done an awful lot of cable shows too. And we've done an awful lot of over the top, like Amazon and Netflix, and it's good because you want to mix it up. But in doing the -the over-the-top stuff and in doing the cable stuff, you see the amount of latitude and freedom they have in terms of production, not necessarily just budget, but in terms of what they're able to say, where they're able to take stories, how they're able to develop characters, much more so than you can with a network half-hour show. And so I think that I it's it's apparent and I'm seeing that and I'm in the frame of mind of cable and over the top so then when it comes back to network I tend to be very shall I say picky or harsher in my analysis of things because of that does that make sense to you
1: oh it does it makes absolute sense
0: great okay now that i know that it makes sense to you um i
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay i know i was i thought i just wanted some co-signing i didn't know you wanted me to actually say oh, no, something no, you about don't that have to. yes <laughs> oh no no i know okay all right i'm I'll, I'll, I'll come in more um yeah no we not only is it just the content as far as um you know how dark the stories can get or how much how graphic the violence can be or how graphic the nudity can be but to me, just the speed of the productions as far as the look of the shows look so much more like movies when you start watching shows that are sitting on mm-hmm. Netflix or HBO um, or Stars or whatever. They have a more cinematic look to it. And so watching this, even though it's a film show, it's not, a, it's not a, uh, a sitcom that has like a three camera in a studio. It's filmed, so its world is bigger, but it still looks like a network show
0: right right exactly exactly so if you uh, so let me let me give another example of this we watched um well you haven't watched it yet but i watched in humans and so that's marvel universe yes and one of my favorite shows and we reviewed this was legion oh my gosh i'm in love with legion just the way it looks just the stories both marvel universe but legion is on fx and Inhumans is on ABC. World of difference. Even though I understand the characters are different, the but this is all based off of comic book world knowledge and the latitude that they have with what they're able to do on FX. That looks like a film. It looks like a continuous. It, you just get drawn into the story. Whereas with Inhumans, and it could be the writing as well, but I, you just don't get that same thing. So bringing it back now to what the hell are we (laughs)
1: reviewing? Ghosted. Ghosted, yeah. All right. Wow. Talk about a preview about how you feel about the show. All right. Yes, Ghosted, the show that you're going to (laughs) discuss.
0: So back back to ghosted it it suffers from that it suffers from not only just being you know half an hour where again th- that says nothing because a half hour sitcom in other places they've been able to develop and do it and you feel satisfied this just has something missing. It feels like, and I think part of that aspect is is latitude and what they're able to do things that you can't do on broad. And I'm not even just talking about the language and nudity. And so you can you can do a show um, without. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it, you know, there's a little bit of violence on uh, Legion, but you don't have like the excessive cursing and so you can do something without all of that. It's what you do with it that that counts so i okay, think something from that
1: all right, Tachi. I don't think it's fair um, to compare something like Ghost against something like Legion. No, Legion I'm not comparing actually, it to Legion. It's brilliant.
0: I'm not comparing it to Legion. No, I understand. No, that would be the unfairest of the unfair. Absolutely. I'm just making a, a parallel in terms of what you're able to do with with it, with a, a comedy. Okay, so let's take a comedy. What you're able to do with a comedy on something like an FX uh, compared to what you're able to do with a comedy on on network television, on broadcast television.
1: <sighs> All right. Well, let me. Okay, let's try and hone this in a little bit. So, what did you think of the chemistry between Craig Robinson and Adam Scott? Um, and again, their characters' uh, names are Leroy. Can you guess which one of them is named Leroy? Hmm, what uh, is he the black and then one? Max. So. <laughs> Maybe. So, um and, and so what do you think of their chemistry? What I will say about the show, what I actually liked, was how quickly the show gets to business because the show basically shows us like literally a minute of each of their lives before they end up uh getting uh, you know, embroiled in the situation that the show is about. Um, you see um, Craig Robinson who used to be a uh uh worked for LAPD, he um due to some circumstances we quite we don't know in the outset of the show, um he is now a mall cop. And then we then they, they quickly cut over to uh, Max um uh, uh Jennifer who uh, used to be a uh, uh, like a Harvard professor, and now he's working um, as a clerk in a bookstore. And literally like a minute after we're introduced to who they are and where they are in their lives, they get kidnapped and all of a sudden they have been whisked away to this underground organization um that we don't know exists that basically handles paranormal activity so it's like they're all like let's get this party started and as you would say they're not about the foreplay they're all about (laughs) the action and so (laughs) i appreciated that because what's crazy to me when we when we talk about network shows or even movies at this point you get you get hit with so much advertising telling you what the premise of something is. And then when you watch the pilot, they basically spend like, you know, 30 minutes getting to what they tell you the premise of the show is. It's like, we already know what the premise of the show is. So let's get to it. And they got to it. and got to it. You're right.
0: They didn't spend. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: What did you think of, so why did you think of the chemistry between the two So, leads? well,
0: to your point really quickly, they didn't spend a lot of time on exposition, which is great. So we got a little bit of that throughout the story, throughout the two episodes that we watched. So I agree. I like that they got right into it and didn't spend a lot of time playing around. Their chemistry was interesting. Um, it was, again, I think they, they spent, it was a little tropey and a little stereotypical in a sense and I'm not just talking about Leroy, although, you know, that stuck out really quickly in terms of, um, the name, but I, I think, okay, the professor that's quirky, that's considered a little crazy that, you know, I'm like, okay, we've kind of seen that before, although we haven't seen him become a, like kind of this superheroish type thing, but we, we've seen that before,
1: um, well you know what you know what, it's funny that you say that because my my thought was this would have been a lot more interesting if they had flipped yes. roles yes if they, if they had made yeah if they had made Craig Robinson's character a scientist who was basically debunked because he was saying that supernatural stuff has happened and he believes his wife was abducted by space aliens and then you had um you had uh Adam Scott playing a uh you know disgraced laPD cop that would have been a much more interesting kind of take on things uh but it may speak to the fact about the limitations of what but these two actors or i will say one of them um i, I, don't, I don't, i'm not hating on craig robinson but craig robinson is always craig robinson so maybe that would be too heavy a lift to have him be have him That's, playing a scientist it could be i don't um, know he is not um, a, so,
0: a um uh what's the name
1: yeah he's yeah, he's not the black male meryl streep by any no any, no i mean no disrespect to him, but he's a comedian idris, idris Elba is yeah, Idris Elba is not basically staying awake at night hoping that Craig Robinson isn't uh, uh, buying for any of the roles <laughs> exactly. that he's
0: going for. So, yeah, you, you know what? Fair enough. That could have been. But I think it would have been really interesting, like you said, if the roles were reversed because we've got the okay stereotypical, okay, he was a cop and he's a, you know kind of a tough guy and his name is Leroy and he's black. And then here you have this skinny, nerdy um, former professor who now works in a bookstore. It's just going off of a whole bunch of the same stereotypes and it would have been nice to see them flip the script i would have enjoyed that i would have enjoyed seeing him
1: yeah i think it would have it would have been a much more interesting uh pairing had they done that um but again i think that they're they're not trying they're not trying to reinvent the wheel by any way shape or form speaking of not reinventing the wheel they're really trying to give you an 80s buddy comedy vibe with the soundtrack hardcore, because like at the end of the first episode, I'm hearing Steve higher Winwood's love, yeah. "Higher Love," and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, come on, check the time, bring it home. I, you, I mean. Yes. You know, so, <laughs> it was such a anyway so they did that and I thought okay maybe it's just like a one time thing but then I watched the second episode uh, and they're playing like Huey Lewis and the News as they're like driving around uh, LA and um, even the even the just the music that's playing beyond pop songs sounds very very 80s I'm like I'm waiting for the Goonies to show up or something as I'm listening to the soundtrack to this show (laughs) so they're really trying to give you that whole kind of retro Bro, buddy yeah, no, vibe. I
0: agree. I agree. They're trying to revive that. Again, this is almost like a soft reboot, uh, you know, of all of those 80s buddy, uh, not buddy films, but buddy series combined into one with a little greatest American hero in there with a little, you know, a lot of uh, this stuff. What I don't understand is why it's called Ghosted.
1: Well, because that's another thing I have a problem when it comes to the naming of shows, especially when you name a show after some, you know, some new term that basically that, quote unquote, the kids are using as of this moment. So, yeah, ghosted is a term that, you know, that that a lot of millennials use to disappear when you're basically in a relationship with somebody instead of actually being an adult and actually saying, you know what? This isn't working out for me. I'm going to go start having sex with other people. Goodbye. No. You just basically never never actually answer their text or or, uh, take their calls if they actually shockingly use the phone to call anybody. You don't answer it. (laughs) And you just kind (laughs) of... And they slowly figure out that like, you know what? I guess they're not having sex with me anymore. So because of that term being like a kind of a a cool slash cute term right now they chose it for the title of the show but you're right it's a stupid it would make more sense if it was basically a new version of the Ghostbusters called Ghosted, but it's not. It's basically an X-Files kind of. It's a comedy version of X-Files. And so, there's not just ghosts. In fact, we haven't even seen any ghosts yet. There's just, there's like aliens and supernatural things, and I'm sure eventually there'll be a ghost story, but the show should not be called Ghosted. But, to be honest with you, I don't think they're going to have a problem with the title much longer, so we'll have to wait.
0: (laughs) I I mean, Well, because here's the thing, you are basing it off of, this is not, okay, their nomenclature is off as well, because people that are younger say ghosted, you know, even if you know what it means, it's people that are younger that usually say ghosted. That's not the target demographic for this show. First of all, the people who say ghosted are not the demographic of people who watch Fox on linear television.
1: Or well, maybe they're the thinking app. if they if they use their one of their terms that they'll be like beguiled by ghosted. I'm a millennial that that they're talking that that show speaks to me even no. though it's starring, you know, guys in their 40s and late 30s. No. Um <laughs> so <laughs> No, it's a pipe
0: dream. No. <laughs> no, I don't understand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um I will say one thing like I have a a favorite uh uh quote from the show. Um well what, there was a there was a, a cute part where um after they've had their first like adventure together, um uh let's see, Max's character says uh uh that's um uh Adam Scott um says uh to um, Leroy, that b- basically this is, he thinks this is the most exciting, li- uh, week of his life. And Leroy says, Mine was my first week, uh, the first week of summer, my senior year. I saw Prince that week. And <laughs> then Max, res- Max responds, Was it the, uh, oh, was it the Love Sexy tour or was it the new tour? And he goes, No, I saw him coming out of a JCPenney. Did play- <laughs> so was like, that was the, literally the funniest thing about the whole show. That- That was funny that was funny
0: (laughs) i'll give you that that was funny But
1: but one thing i do have to say about that particular line also is the idea like i think this is the most exciting week of my life like wait really you have now been hired you're working for a secret organization that is investigating paranormal activity and you've already seen a bunch of supernatural crazy wacky stuff happen this might be the most exciting week of your life What was happening? Were you playing? Were you were you shooting hoops with the Pope last week? What do you mean? This was might be (laughs) the (laughs) (laughs) Pope. oh my god the poop the the the, the poop the pope the pope, oh, <laughs> the pope is a really good bad a lot of people don't know that he's a really good ball player but anyway wow. i thought that was weird and i do gotta i have to say one thing that really bugged me about uh about the show among other things but i gotta say one thing because this goes this speaks to other shows okay what well, is it's like what i what i refer to as sitcom logic in episode two craig robinson uh or aka leroy um, is uh, going to take uh, his former partner's son out trick or treating, and when he and Max, Adam Scott, are in the car with the kid and like saying, "Well, where we're going to go trick or treating," the kids all like, "Oh, you know what? Actually, I want to go to this party, um, and you can just drop me off there." But my mother uh, doesn't want me to go to the party. Yep. That's why I asked you to take me trick or treating, and so then. Uh, Lira gets a call from the agency saying we need you to investigate some paranormal activity going on at the warehouse, you know, uh, down by uh, the wharf. And uh, there's been some sighting of some cat-like creature with glowing eyes. And so he's like, "I'm not taking you to this party because your mother doesn't want you to go. But what I will do is take you uh, where there's been some uh, uh, sighting of a supernatural creature, <laughs> and I want you to wait in the car while I investigate." <laughs> and so I'm like, "Wait a minute." as a as a non parent if 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 I was watching your nephew or niece Tachi and it's like now now Tachi said you can't go to a party, but I do have to investigate do a dangerous investigation. I think Tachi might be less mad if I drop you off at the party you're not supposed to go to versus take you on this dangerous investigation. <laughs> Thank you, right. Yeah, so that just bugged me that just, that, that but the, that but that's the kind of things that people do in sitcoms. They just th- things that nobody in their right mind would possibly think was cool. And it would even make it would I'd would even have a less of a problem with it is if if uh um Adam Scott's character said, you know what, we're ba- we're basically going to do what, uh, you know, we're looking for a supernatural creature. Should we maybe drop this kid off even back at his own house? that's another option we don't we don't we don't have to take him to the party but we can take him back to his actual house versus taking him on a dangerous investigation where all all things are gonna you know all hell is gonna break loose and this kid's life will be in mortal oh, danger yeah, but where's the
0: story in that then he won't get bitten by the cat and and but and, and, and here's the thing was it or was it not clear that there was some supernatural cat with glowing eyes yes
1: yeah, exactly so that's another thing so when and that's when, and that, oh okay the more uh sitcom logic so when when they tell the kid to wait in the car and they go out to investigate all of a sudden the kid appears and they're all like what are you doing i told you to wait in the car and the kid's like i saw this cat yes. over here let me get let me get him and, and so craig robinson's like oh okay it's like wait a minute aren't we here to investigate a paranormal exactly. cat?" just like what ugh, so yeah, I, I, I wanted to basically slap the, I wanted to slap Craig Robinson, I wanted to scrap the writer of that particular episode so it's just uh anyway, I think we're at the point where we can we can <laughs> we can safely <laughs> ask the question that I love to ask each and every week, Tachi so, when it comes to Fox's Ghosted, are you gonna keep watching, or are you change, gonna change the cha- the
0: change, change it, change it change it, <laughs> change the damn channel change 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 the damn channel i can't with and you know i did try again i tried to let go i, I did this wonderful soliloquy to kind of explain where my thinking was coming from but just on the basic level it, it there's so many holes in the story i'm not i'm not like laughing the i didn't laugh except for the time when he was talking about prince that was it so and the purpose of a situation comedy is to bring some comedy? Uh.
1: Yeah, and the fact that basically after watching two episodes, I could I could come up with one funny quote that, that that does not bode well. And you know what? I am a fan of Adam Scott's, and I was looking forward to what he was going to be doing after Parks and Rec, which, which was one of mm-hmm. my favorite shows. But writing, so.
0: writing, if you don't have bomb writers or good writers on these... In fact, okay, so... This, the pilot was written by Tom Gormican and Steve Etten. I don't know if you know them. And then Blake McCormick wrote the second one. Not that I know them and not that I know every writer, but writers have a lot to do with how well things go off. The actors can only work with the script that they have.
1: Oh yeah, but, but you know, but but where writers do have some control over what they say yes to and what they say no to. And I have to admit, Adam Scott, I am disappointed. After coming off of a show like Parks and Rec with such great writing, I can't believe that you would co sign and be like, Sure, sign me up uh, to play, you know, a nerdish scientist, uh, type hanging out with a guy named Leroy, you know, chasing after uh, uh, aliens. Well and, he may um, not
0: be fielding projects. Maybe and that was all they came across That damn supernatural cat. Maybe maybe that was all that came across his desk. Maybe that we have to understand the the struggle is real when it comes to that. So Parks and Rec has you know been
1: you know, what, that, that, you know what that's when that's when it's time to start doing some stage plays that's time to start working on your own scripts or your own projects that's when it's time to basically go to Sundance and talk to some uh, indie producers and get yourself into some indie films there's other options than chasing supernatural cats Taji so
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so can I ask you a question because I'm so dying to know what you think oh,
1: it's a, it's a, it, the mystery goes deep with this but go ahead and ask me
0: yeah because I can't even imagine what the answer will be Kathy when it comes yes, to sure. ghosted will you keep watching or are you gonna change the channel
1: you know what when it comes to ghosted much like uh must like much like penis pics on snapchat i am disappearing i, am, I have no, no interest <laughs> in that watching.
0: was really uh tv channeling <laughs> After, Doug. after,
1: Doug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 can't. And again, as much as I like Adam Scott, and I'm not hating Craig Robinson, but no. I really do wish he was doing something different. I feel like if you loved, if you liked him on The Office, and you always wondered what would it be like if that, if that black guy who, um, uh, who worked in the shipping room on The Office was chasing after, after supernatural cats, this show answers that question. Terrible. So. <laughs> yeah so I uh, yeah i will not be returning to ghosted and something tells me that ghosted might also be pulling a disappearing act very soon so we'll, mm. time will tell mm, and
0: not the terry mcmillan type of disappearing act anyway <laughs> right. that um that about does it for us we've reviewed and we've newsed and it's time for us to vamoose so
1: (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to say we i was going to say we we uh we we newsed uh, wait wait we news we reviewed and we we mused but anyway apparently okay okay we did amuse we didn't we so the show is over but before we go uh tachi where can people find tv channeling
0: so many places. We are in four different locations. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Podbean. And actually, if you go to tvchanneling.com, it points to our Podbean site and you can listen to your heart's content. And not only can you listen, you can actually leave a comment, a review, and you can subscribe. And we would love it if you did.
1: Oh God! we love it when you subscribe, so more than we uh more almost more than we like you know talking about really uh, crappy sitcoms like ghosted but um, <laughs> but if you are a fan of Ghosted and you have anything that you like to say to us that doesn't involve a whole bunch of four letter words, we would love to hear from you <laughs> and you can reach us. Uh, on social media we're everywhere we're on snapchat and you can send us you can send send us something besides penis pics and oh. you, you can contact us on facebook you can contact us on on the gram insta and you can also find us on, on my personal favorite uh, twitter so we're available all those places and we are tv channeling Everywhere
0: fantastic, all right. Well, as I said, that about does it for us, stick us with a fork? We are no, don't do that. We're done. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being poked with things <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, god.
1: All right, okay. Again, it's more TV channeling after oh, Dad, dark. I didn't even think about,
0: okay, see, I'm just gonna keep <laughs> quiet for being now
1: poked with things. Come on, I didn't, I, I, all I'm right. Good. Yeah, we we need to say goodbye before we get an extra absolutely
0: how about we do that so we really appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us and now we're going to let you get back to whatever it was you were doing before you were listening to us so i will say bye from tachi
1: and goodbye from kevin and remember if you're talking about it Wait. <laughs> I need to remember. I need to remember. If you're watching it, we're talking about it. Cheers. Bye.